0: here we go with a new episode of the marvelists welcome everyone to the marvelous the marvel universe podcast eddie wilson flying solo as it were peter melnick is uh out there somewhere if only we knew uh so maybe an abbreviated uh, version of this don't forget you can find us the marvelous on a wide variety of platforms including facebook twitter instagram in your email bag the at gmail.com uh, spotify soundcloud stitcher tune in radio and yeah the whole gamut if there's an rss feed you'll find us and there we are special edition today the recording of this is thursday july 8th and on the phone with us the big kahuna for the new york big apple comic-con happening on july 17th mike Carbonaro. hey mike how are you hi i'm I so
1: proud and happy to be here to be talking about Big Apple, to be talking about Comic-Cons, surviving the pandemic, among other things. And, yes, it is a marvelous day. Thank I, you. I
0: appreciate the time to do this because it's very busy, especially when you're within the last several days of this uh, this thing happening. So first one out of the chute, as it were, right? So let's talk. You know, talk.
1: that's something I worked really hard. I didn't realize it, but when this thing hit, in march of 2000 of 2020 which is like an invisible year for everybody uh we had to postpone a show that we had scheduled for april and at the last minute could we do it could we do it of course we couldn't do it when all was said and done and in retrospect i was the last great show in december of 2019 in new york and man i've done everything in my power to make sure i'm the first comic con to open (laughs) back in new york city And New York City alone, Big Apple Comic Con. That's a week from this Saturday, July 17th. And I want everyone to come dressed in their favorite whatever, in their comic book duds, in their character duds, and whatever. And, yes, thank you so much for talking to me about this.
0: I got to tell you, Mike. From the beginning, first time I met you, and it must have been one of these shows again. I think under the uh, New York Comic Book Marketplace, that kind of thing. I, you were someone who is instantly recognizable. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't mean the, get away with anything. It's impossible. Yes. <laughs> I'm just talking about between the hair or whatever brightly colored, perhaps multicolored jacket, and yeah. So why I, not?
1: I got some good ones set up for this coming weekend, man, a week from Saturday. I got top hats. I got red jackets, blue jackets. I just bought a shirt from a guy. This is the craziest shirt. You all got to come and see it. It's an alien shirt, an original thing. But then he goes, wait, and he opens it up, and it's like plastic, and that alien, that, that insert, the, the, the giant alien pops out of the T-shirt. It's hysterical. I've never seen anything like it. I swear I <laughs>
0: predicted that you were going to say that, I, or I was going to say that would be really something exciting. Exceptional. Oh my god. The dear.
1: plastic is still good. It's from like nineteen seventy nine from original from the first alien movie. Someone made a giant pop out alien
0: shirt. From the da- t shirt. Boy, promotion right ahead of its time in, in 79, whatever. Yeah, yeah, right? Damn. Okay, fine. So we know we know how to find you. Um <laughs> let's let's talk about some some history here and getting to where we are now with uh with this with All this right. show.
1: So every good story begins with an origin. Here's the origin of Big Apple conventions. I always loved running shows, producing things. I love rock and roll when I was a kid. I've been doing comic book shows, thousands of them, since I was 12 years old. I stand up in front of the table, and it's showtime. I love buying and selling comic books. I've done it since 1970. So I did a rock and roll event in New York City in the 70s called The Rolling Rock Show with street signs, uh we Boulevard, Freud, Freeway, Petty Lane. We built a time tunnel inside the hotel, all kinds of crazy cool stuff. Then I did my own comic book conventions, but I had all the tables it was at the American Legion Hall. You know, and you buy the baseball cards from, from, from these people and I'd go and collect the money and all the comics and toys and everything. I never really wanted to run a comic book show. I always went to them. So then in 1996, at the last minute, was it 97 now? jeez, willikers. 97. At the last minute, they were running a show in New York at the New York Coliseum, and they couldn't make it work. For whatever reason, it wasn't working. The The fire codes hadn't been approved, and there you go. So we're all there. Dealers are standing outside. There's a hit going on. What's going on? What's going on? Stanley is on an airplane. People are flying back and forth, all kinds of stuff. So me and my friend Vinnie Zuzolo got together. We said, well, hey, what's going to go on? Can we run the show? Uh, can we help you? So we spent the next two hours. Uh, now, I am an opportunist, but we spent the next two to three hours. This was at noon, trying to help the promoter get another space. We were actually in the Javits building that day. We were there. I remember this. And we used a payphone. He called his partner. The Javits was available that weekend. They gave him a reduced rate to do a show. Javis was available, and he said, No, I'm not going to do it. I said, if You're not going to do something. We're going to do something. So, me and Vinny ran out. We saw this church spire sticking out of the back of it, the church, the St. Paul the Apostle Church. We threw the money at the guy like a roll, and had no idea what happened. The church con show must go on. Thousands of people came through the door. We saved the day, and Big Apple Con was born. Wow. <laughs> That's the story, Morning Glory. I'm sticking to it. Almost you know? k-
0: kicking and screaming, but we're not. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: But this pandemic made me realize how great the twenty five years past that I that Big Apple was. I mean those church basement shows, the deals that people got, the collections, Kevin Smith roaming around, I go up to him, I go, Hey, you wanna do my show next month? He goes, In a church basement? Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean it was great. Gil Kane on the stage. Uh, Joe Casada sitting up on the top of the stage. Jimmy Palmiotti came. I mean, all and he's gonna come back to our September two day event. It's gonna be great. I mean, you know uh, uh she, she all the all, all the artists, you know the good girl art the razor guys, it was all happening then, you know uh David Mack, it was just it was a great time. then we took it from there and we built it into the into the uh, metro pavilion and then the hotels in the Pennsylvania now they razzed it. it's gone,
0: yeah, wow, unreal and
1: We made this new switch just last the year before last in 2019 to the New Yorker Hotel, and that is the new home of Big Apple, and I am more jazzed, more ready to accept the challenges, and boy, I forgot, a year and eight months later, I'm like, what the hell, running a Comic-Con is the hardest, most uh, difficult thing that I've ever done, I mean, buying comic books is easy, (laughs) but running a show is close to impossible, but nevertheless... I accept it and it's gonna happen and I can't wait for it to go, to get together.
0: Yeah, I don't think you're looking back, although in this case it's good to look back and see where it's where it's come to and, and what we're doing and what you're doing now. And Yeah, uh, did
1: you ever attend any of the church shows or the Hotel Pennsylvania at the marketplace, right? Like you said, that's where we met, right on the eighteenth floor probably of the Hotel Pennsylvania.
0: I I believe so, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's where I my my first meeting of Stan Lee actually, so it's another history making thing for me anyway
1: yeah we actually had stanley walk around and say hello to all the dealers at the show that was pretty cool i made a deal with his agent at the time i said okay i'll give stan it was 2012 and i gave it it was 50 grand fifty thousand was the guarantee mm-hmm. so I said sure i'll give him that but you got to give me 20 minutes where he just walks around in glad hands no autograph just says hello and he took a picture with like a dozen or 20 of my my fellow dealers and boy they really, uh, I still got the photos. I've given them all copies. I got extra copies. They revere those photos, and that moment that we all spent with Stan. Well, that's got to be
0: great. a big part of the Mike Carbo scrapbook for sure. Yes, I need to get one of those. That's
1: great. What's your favorite, though? Okay, we're talking with Marvel, and Marvelous is is, is your pocket. I mean, is Silver Surfer part of your lexicon?
0: Oh, he's in there. He absolutely is,
1: yeah. I mean, I was telling people a year and a half ago on a show that I was doing with a friend of mine, Anthony Snyder. I kept saying every episode every week, buy Silver Surfers, buy Fantastic Force. if they if anyone listened, they'd have doubled and tripled their money, if not more by now.
0: Right.
1: No, <laughs> the no. comic book market has exploded instead of it being, I mean, I literally I thought I thought I cried. I turned my phone off for two weeks in last March and cried and had no idea who's going to buy comic books. They were talking about ventilators. <laughs> uh, it's crazy, uh, but in reality, it's it's exploded.
0: It really, you know, it's thrived. It's survived this. So it's gone through many things. I remember personally in the mid to late nineties, you know, being in the in the tank sort of as far as comic book sales and limited runs, limited print runs. But now it's back with a vengeance.
1: Yep, when they made all those too many comics and some of the collectors fell out of the market and. You get a gold comic and a silver comic, and then you get one with a with a shiny diamond on the cover, a purple diamond with Eclipso on it or something, you know? Right.
0: Exactly, yeah. Now, now, let's talk a little bit more about this one for the Saturday, July 17th show. The hours are 10 to 6. Again, it's at the New Yorker on 8th Avenue, corner 34th. Still across pretty much from the Garden, right? Kind of the back end of Madison Square
1: Garden, but yeah, yeah caddy corner from
0: Madison Square Garden. There you go, right. Now, and no, this show, no exception as far as special guests, well, one in particular, so let's mention him.
1: Well, yeah, we wanted to make it, you know, we want to do this like a comic marketplace. We want this to be a place where you can come do the trading, do the buying, do the selling, do the marketplace. Come and get your comic books, make a deal, sell your comic books, get them appraised, your toys, collectibles, everything. So we want to do like... we want want to do two to three, maybe even four of these a year, these one-day events, Mm -hmm. okay? And Rob Liefeld is our special guest. I mean, I just wasn't going to go off without a – you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to start off with a whimper. I wanted to start off with a bang. And fortunately, Rob Liefeld was available, thank goodness. Yeah. So we've got him coming down, and we're just announcing today we're having a special meet and greet with Rob Liefeld. He's giving you like four autographs and something, and it's upstairs on the 40th floor of the New Yorker Hotel. Uh, we're just announcing a special event. We're doing him on the Friday night, but he's going to be there all day on Saturday, signing autographs for everybody in CGC. The comic book grading company will be there to witness the autograph. So once you get it witnessed and once you get it in the plastic, it's worth more money. And that's part of the deal. That's why it's fun, you know? Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, this was like so. all or nothing. That's exactly right. Because I saw you not too long ago, and you're like, yeah, we're trying to get life felt So it's not quite there yet. So I'm, you're like on pins and needles. <laughs>
1: yeah, I had my fingers crossed. Yeah, exactly. And we're working on a couple of the other image guys. As you know, we had Jim Lee scheduled for last year. <sighs> we're trying to get him back possibly for September or another one of our events late this year or early next year. But I'm just moving forward with Comic-Cons until they tell me that I can't, uh, until I can't physically do it or they tell me I can't do it. I'm just going to keep running Comic-Cons in New York because it's just too much fun. I meet too many people. I buy and sell comic books. What else could, would I want to do? You know, I mean, I was just with a guy right now and we got uh, we, we got all these cosplay girls that are coming from from all over the country and they got all kinds of different costumes. I mean, you know. For a fifty, for a sixty-four-year-old guy, what the heck? This is a lot of fun. What can I say? You better have, <laughs> you better have
0: some uh, either an oxygen tank or a paramedic nearby too with you.
1: Yeah, I, I, that's another few years. I'm waiting on that one. Yes.
0: Yeah. As so. long as you can hold it off as possible. That's right. No, it so says, what, Did you invest in any comic books during this time in the last six months or a year? Oh, I still have my eye on my wish list. Is still out there, so I still. Oh keep, no, this wish know. list has
1: got to be wished out by the you coming down to the show, right?
0: I absolutely am coming down I'll to the show. I'll help you get
1: together. And I'll talk to some of my dealer friends and see if they'll give you a little extra special dealer discount, if we can. All right. I it's appreciate ton, that. Because these things may get out of hand. I mean, X-Men 1 now is like $10,000 in good. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, who knows what it'll be, right? They're not making more of these comics. This is not a bubble. Things are not going to burst. These old comics, they are they're not finding hundreds more of them every day, more and more people are realizing, speaking of realizing how great they are. I just saw the
0: Black Widow last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, no spoilers, but I think you gave it a good review
1: the end stuff is great. The Easter eggs is great. It took me a while to process it. It's funny. Like, I liked it, and after the movie, I'm like, oh, I like it, I like it, and then, like, when I woke up this morning, that's I usually, if I remember the movie I saw the night before, when I wake up, I go, okay, it was a good one. But okay. it was. It was good, and and the actress is the girl who plays Florence, uh, Florence Pugh, right? The girl who plays um, Black Widow's sister mm-hmm. is awesome. She's a great actress on her own. I loved her in the movie Little Women, but uh, she's absolutely, and she's Going to be part of the Marvel Universe going forward. So it's really cool. But yeah, I loved it. I'm back in the Marvel Universe. I'm back in the movies. It's super cool. So. Let me you know, ask, we've got a fun world here.
0: I'm going to ask one uh, just one thing about the movie, and then we'll just move on from there. And that is, you know, the movie was two hours and 13 minutes from what I saw. But it kept your attention all the way through. No really down spots, slow spots. It kept my
1: attention, yes. It had, a, it had a very slow build, which was good. It had a real nice opening origin story, literally, of a, a, a black widow and her sister. And there's lots of twists and turns in it, as usual. Yeah. So I'm not going to say. But, yeah, yeah, it was really good. It was really cool. And then, you know, it became a Marvel movie and there was lots of fights. Not a, not, not a lot of blood, but it was really cool when all was said and done. And uh, the Easter eggs really interesting at the end of it. And of course, they mentioned the Avengers a dozen times mm-hmm. in the movie and the references to Thor and Iron Man and this one and that one were great.
0: I'm sure you can't get away with that because she was just brought into it in the Avengers, so you have to, I think, defer to that mm-hmm. to, some, to some degree, even if it's in a, a dream sequence or whatever. But mm-hmm. with Big Apple, though, and it coming up again on July 17th for a one-day show, has there was there enough time—and I know you've done it before— and I don't know which TV networks, or whatever, but I've seen your commercial for the Big Apple Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're be- going to
1: see a lot more of them coming up. I'm just going to be out there until everyone
0: says, "Get them off!" Like crazy, Eddie. They'll be they'll be done with me. <laughs> but for th- but for this one coming up, are there t- TV commercials about to run uh, for yes, this? Also? we're just getting things started. It's going to be
1: on Facebook and all the others. But we're getting it. Yeah, we're getting it together. We're going to do a we're doing a radio ad on WSAN and a couple of the news stations. But yes, we're getting ready to run it.
0: Gotcha. All right. So, again, we're really looking forward to it. Um, you, you've got on and I got this postcard on my – You know, I want to talk my... about Black
1: Widow one more moment. Okay, yeah.
0: Right? I just thought about it because whenever I hear these comics, I go
1: back to my first – my first uh, – uh, where, where I was introduced to these characters. Okay? And for me, it was Tales of Suspense. So I was like seven or eight years old reading these Tales of Suspense in the early 50s, and her first appearance was Tales of Suspense number 52. Yep. Uh, okay? And Natasha Romanova. Right. Mm-hmm. The Black Widow. It's great. You know, and they, oh, they actually mentioned the Crimson Dynamo in the Black like, Widow movie. It's kind of cool. You, you you, get a kick out of it. I agree. The, the way yeah. the way it happens, yeah, which it's... is also the first appearance of the Crimson Dynamo, right? Number 52. And but but I you know, and then I remember number 53, which had her on the cover, you know, and she's got these, these, these long, lanky, really fashionable, cool outfit with like I think it was a hairnet. That she had this mysterious look, and I just love that. And even when I see the character of Black Widow in the movie, in the movie, I still think of that character. It's kind of on. It's kind of different, but uh, yeah, it's it's the comic books, you know, and our visual memory of the comic books. And when we watch the movies, they connect the dots all around. And you know, say when when we buy and sell the collectibles, and I guess that's why people love them so much. You see the colors, you see the comic books. You know, and you, you start to connect the dots at times in your in your life and things that you like. And, you know, I used to always look at it like people say, oh, you're looking back on your childhood as comics. But no, that's not a bad thing to have something from your childhood that has value to you and to other people. And for and a fiduciary level, it's a good investment. So
0: exactly. comic
1: books are good for, your, good for the soul.
0: <laughs> right. But like everything else, you know, in moderation, don't get in over your head and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. But with, but with the Big Apple Comic Con again, um, I got the postcard. I'm on the mailing list, so I get the postcards at home. And I have on the one side, of course, the July 17th, and it says over 100 exhibitors and artists. And there's a yep. cosplay component like you mentioned before. Uh, I don't know if that means that there's a contest or it's just people that there's are going to, going be, to be dressed There's three contests. Okay. There's
1: uh yep there, and we have a kids contest as well. So we're not excluding the the cosplay element of the show is is it's front and forward mm-hmm. positively come in your outfit come uh, you know I'll tell you a funny cosplay story. This is when I was running the show at the Hotel Pennsylvania, and they did an interview with us from New York one at eight a.m. in the morning. So it, it ran at nine o'clock, and on the interview, I said they asked me why Saturday mornings. I said because Saturday morning was always the fun time to watch cartoons. Yeah. It was my favorite time of the time, my favorite day of the week. So. I said, if anyone comes with their in their in their pajamas with a bowl of cereal, we'll let them in for free. Like an hour later, my friend goes, you know, Mike, there's a line of like 75 people around the corner with like sweat with like sweatpants and pajamas and bowls of cereal.
0: It was hysterical. You know what, Mike? I think you're a trendsetter because that's in the day when people didn't go out in their pajamas, and now they do. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. Unbelievable! Yeah. All right. So again, it's this uh, the, the next Saturday, July seventeenth. A week
1: from Saturday coming up. Yep. It's here. Ten days, twelve days, eleven days, whatever it is. But you've
0: got now also the next one, and that's September twenty fifth and twenty sixth. Like, wow, that's a short turnaround time. I would think.
1: Two months later, but yeah, uh, it's it's from that's the that's the extension of our show that was postponed mm-hmm. in April of last year. And that right now, we have the Green Power Ranger. We have Jimmy Palmiati, Amanda Conner coming to the show. Uh, we've got, like, you know, the, uh, the writer for Watchmen. It's going to be, uh, you know, barring there's any uh, COVID restrictions. So, you know, and we're working on lots more gifts and surprises for that one. We're hoping that Jim Lee can make it back to that show. We're waiting to see. Uh, and we're working on a few other things. It's going to rock, man. Uh, the, the comic book world is going to rock. Uh, you know, there's room for lots of people to enjoy the comic book world. You've got the giant Comic-Con that comes to New York at the Javits Center in October. You've got our show a few weeks beforehand. But our show is the marketplace. That's where you can come and really sell your comic books, buy your comic theater. Oh, by the way, we're doing something special. In September, we're bringing the 100 greatest comic books. And one of my dealer friends is bringing with him the top, one of the top books in that marketplace a mile high pedigree copy of superman number one that's worth literally millions of dollars wow you can come and take a picture of it talk about it whatever it's gonna rock
0: wow all right again that's for the september show we're gonna do some special stuff man yeah definitely now for as far as ticket information and stuff i guess the big they're
1: sold out no i'm only kidding no they're (laughs) We need you also buy tickets. We need those lines around the block. <laughs> <Why> <laughs> uh, we... Big Apple CC is in Comic-Con. BigAppleCC.com. Big okay. Apple CC or just Google Big Apple. How do I buy tickets for Big Apple Comic-Con? Whatever. BigAppleCC.com. You can get tickets. We still got them going on. And the VIP tickets are just about sold out. I'm going to start making those VIP tickets really, really special. With special things we're giving away. Literally, I'd like to have like a, you know, Two thousand people bought VIP tickets. We can let everybody else in for free. So,
0: <laughs> well, you know what? Um, this again, primarily t- a BigAppleCC.com for the tickets. Yep. But can yep. people still, if if you know, plans change that now they realize, oh, you know what, something fell through. I can go. Can you come to the door that day, the seventeenth?
1: Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. You'll be able to buy tickets at the door. Hopefully, it's not so crowded that we have to hold it up, But even if that, I've got all the dealers ready. We'll extend the timeline. We'll stay till eight o'clock. 9 o'clock at night, we'll do whatever we have to do. to make sure everybody is accommodated. I mean, these dealers are chomping at the bit to be at this show. Mm -hmm. They can't wait. Everyone's got their stuff. This is our life. This is what we do. We travel on. We're weekend warriors, the guys that do shows, even though the online business is what it is. You know, we love doing the shows. We love meeting people. We love making a deal. And there's people, you know, that, that love going to the shows to do that. You know, you'd rather see your comic book and buy it directly. Even if you had to pay a little bit less or a few bucks more, you know what you're getting me. Online is what it is, and that's the world, and that's the way it is. But these Comic-Cons will never go away. The intimate setting. And, you know, we also have a few guests coming to the show. we got a couple of the guys from Clerks. Okay. Uh, we got the Red Power Ranger. Uh, we've got um, Peterman, Mr. Peterman from Seinfeld is coming to the show. <laughs> so, you know, uh, and, of course, Rob Liefeld. So, you know, it's going to be fun. And that's the idea. I've always – you know, I've always wanted the idea of a Comic-Con. I mean, you know, I buy and sell comics for a living. I love doing that. It it, it pays the rent. If I added up all the hours I put into Comic-Con, it wouldn't pay the rent. But, you know, <laughs> I, I enjoy the process of running the show and putting it together and meeting all the people. And, yes, yeah, somewhere along the way, I do find some cool people that say, hey, Mike, I got some comics. You want to come and look at them? And I'm like, sure do.
0: Mhm. So, Absolutely. you know. It's
1: all part of the plan.
0: And that's why it says on your card, you know, Mike Carbonaro, comic book and collectibles expert, will pay top dollar for your stuff. I'm, That's a paid consultant. Thank you. Right, no, it's right <laughs> off the card. So you know, in that wanted character of yourself. Hey, you
1: know. I got a question. Since I saw Black Widow last night, I started looking at it and I'm going, okay, where do I put Black Widow in the terms of the movies? I haven't figured that out yet. So, what are your top three or top two Marvel movies that you like
0: oh, so far? Oh, you're like Peter Melnick. He's got to rank and rate all these kind of yeah, things. Yeah, you so, can't you know. rank
1: them all, but just a couple, and it changes along the way too. It changes as time goes on. I get that.
0: I guess. I mean, it's got to be probably one of the Spider-Man movies that are in there and stuff. Ah, um
1: Spider Man movie, right? It's like, okay, I'll take
0: a James Bond movie with Connery in it, right? Yeah, Which Spider Man, Garfield or uh, McGuire? I'd probably say McGuire because it was the first. Ah. He was the first, you know, some discrepancies in there, but still, you know, this was that the one The first that... movie, the first movie by Sam Raimi,
1: those first 90
0: minutes, right? I would or say so. The first 60 minutes went to the origin. It was really
1: cool with the Spider thing. I felt he got that perfect.
0: Yeah, no, I think that would definitely definitely rank up there as well. Um, Uh uh And and I don't know, I'm trying to think of Ragnarok. (laughs) There you go. Okay. All right. Good. A lot of these origin stories were the ones that set the tone and and really brought in, like you were kind of alluding to before, uh, bringing in people from different uh, venues that didn't didn't come up through the comic book way, but know the characters through the movies. And so that's just, it's just great because it's expanded the names. You know, who'd have thought, we've said it before on the podcast, who thought a name like Groot would be a household name?
1: unbelievable unbelievable i mean i was selling that comic book tales to astonish number 13 just another kirby monster a giant monster stalking the clothes, stalking the urban landscape and knocking down some buildings along the way you know but yeah they created now fing fang foom here's mike's pick of the year Mm -hmm. so far buy everything fang foom you can find he's going to appear in the marvel lexicon in the universe They were alluding to that he was in the Shang-Chi trailer, then they said he was, then they said he wasn't. He's going to pop up, and if him and Groot don't end up having a battle or something going on, I'd be quite surprised. So by everything Fang Foom you can appearance, I think that's Strange Shales number 89, and there you go.
0: Wow. Yeah, no, I don't doubt that. That sounds like an up-and-comer, like uh, like some other ones that we've discussed on other on other episodes and, and all. So, uh, and not to put you on the spot, if I have to edit this part out, I will, but we had talked off the air about giving away a pair of tickets, which we would do over Instagram, and, you know, we figure out the particulars, but for Saturday, one hundred 17th— all right, that sounds good. We'll, we'll have uh, some input from our viewer, our listeners and that kind of stuff. So I
1: would like to invite them to the Big Apple Convention, and if somebody likes to come and if you're from out of town, let me know. I'll put you up for the night at the New Yorker Hotel. My treat.
0: Wow. Okay? Whoa, that's a deal.
1: There, there, there you go, kids. So if you're out of town, that's it. Whoever wins these tickets, I guess, what is it? First to call in, first to say hello, yeah. first to answer. How about we have them answer a question? What's the
0: first appearance of the Black Widow? There you go. If you didn't listen to the
1: podcast, you would have known. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're not t- We're not telling you right now. Nope, nope, nope. Either that or we'll just pick a, a random uh, you know, person who texts in on Instagram. We'll, we'll just draw a number. That sounds thing. great.
1: Yeah. Okay. Right.
0: Mike Carbonero looking forward to it. Big Apple Comic Con hey, is nice Saturday to the 17th. I'm
1: sorry, I kind of took up all the time, but I mean, I've, I'm stuffed with ideas and things from this that I really want to get
0: out. Thank you. Well, I'm glad to have been a release for you on the... How about <laughs> the, we do a podcast? two after the show post show yeah you, you might be a little bit less and, and you bit guys are going to be doing a lot of filming and shooting at the show right you no know, we'll be shooting and, and talking and that kind of stuff absolutely
1: so why don't you, you know, let's tell me what you need and I'll try and bring people over to your table that makes sense. See if I get Lightfield to give you five minutes or so. How's that?
0: Oh, that would be the, the ultimate. Absolutely.
1: That's what I'm going to do. You guys want to come to the little party on Friday night? Maybe.
0: Oh, geez, now you're really pushing it here. So, um, in a good way though. Well, we'll have to see. We got your, yeah. Your let's content. see. Let's
1: see if I can get that together. If not, I got you covered for Lightfield uh, on Saturday. I'll make sure he spends five minutes with you.
0: That is great. That is great, Mike Carbonell. Thanks again. Big Apple Comic Con Saturday. July July 17th. Be there. BigAppleCC.com. That's the story, Morning Glory.